heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week we are concluding our All Things Truly Wicked playthrough with special guest GM, John Arcadian from Gnome Stew. Before we get back to that, I want to talk to you guys about Gen Con. It's coming up August 14th through 17th, in case you've been living under some sort of rock. And this year, One Shot's going to be doing a bunch of things at Gen Con. Cat Murphy, Sam Kay, who you'll all recognize from the Hanukkah special episodes, and myself are all running games under the One Shot banner. And while all those games are sold out right now, I encourage fans to show up anyway. Because, first of all, sometimes people don't actually show up to the game and we need extra players. And secondly, I'd love to meet you guys! If you show up to one of our games to say hi, we'll have printed copies of our Fiasco playsets, some free one-shot dice, and, while supplies last, copies of our Epiphany role-playing system beta test packet. Those will be available for download online once Gen Con starts, but we want to give out physical copies at the show so you can show them off to all your friends. Please show them off to all of your friends. If you want to keep up with the latest news on One Shot, Critical Success, Epiphany, and our activities at Gen Con, follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. And while you're doing that social media stuff, you can always leave us a rating and review on iTunes. The more five-star reviews we get, the more likely we are to be featured, which helps new people find the show. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. So they're gone. You're left alone in here, so far as you can tell, looking through the stones. All right, they, they have to keep their word. Okay. One day, and you need to give them ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Billy's, Tuesday. Billy uh, says, I can go sneak in and, and get some from, from the kitchen. All right. Go ahead right now, and we'll just allow that to happen off scene. Uh, roll me a difficult plus, plus heart. All right. Go heart. Your I like to sneak would come into play, definitely. Oh, nice. All right. So, this is Billy's. Uh, this is Billy's sweet spot here. Come on, dice. All right, so that is an eleven exactly. Excellent. You manage to sneak in. I'm not going to apply your. I don't pay attention because you know your house. You know your dad's special cabinet, and uh, you find a couple of good beers. You f- you find a fat tire pale ale. Uh, well, it all looks good enough to Billy, so he's gonna grab one of those and and. Uh, Sneak out of the kitchen before his dad catches him. All right. You hide it until the next day and whatever happens? Yep. Cool. You consider to have it on you for when when that matters. Excellent. All right. So that having been resolved, what uh, what's, what's the situation now in the tree fort? You're done with this encounter, and it probably left you a little rattled because... This was probably not how you hoped fairies would be, and these things just ate one of your friends. You pretty much have, at least to a ten-year-old, definitive proof that that is what happened. Oh. We're going to probably in shock and crying for at least a few minutes over this idea. Yeah. Okay. It, it takes a little while to get over this and to just stop huddling together inside this salt circle having faced your own mortality and things that really, really probably wanted to eat you. Guys, we got to fight them. We got to beat them because, because if they, if they beat us and they replace us, then there's no one to stop them because nobody else knows. Billy says, we'll get them. We'll get them for Gene. We we need, we need to make weapons and, and stuff. You're right. You're right. We do. That that iron, this iron is is good. It's good to have something to throw, but but we need something that we can keep using. Okay, I, I have um, Billy. Can 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 you get some iron filings, like like really small pieces, like 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 shavings or like sawdust type? Iron? You could make them off of the iron that you've currently got pretty easily. If we don't have enough All iron right. to make something to cover ourselves with. Let, let's do this. Uh, Logan, go ahead and give me a 
how, how effective are, are you looking to make something? Something that will be minorly helpful? Something that will be like a game changer? G- give me a, a brief description of how effective the thing you're trying to make is. His hero is Iron Man, amongst others, so he wants to make a game changer. All right. Let's you know, go. One of his ideas is... Um, okay, hold on a second. Go ahead and roll me a near impossible then. Okay. And add in your mind. Um, you like to read about science, so that's plus two. Um, well, actually, let's do that he spends a lot of time making things instead of likes to read about the science. Um, yeah, all right. No, no, I'll, I'll go with that. So near impossible plus three plus three. So near impossible plus six. Remember, you can spend energy, um, and you also have faith points that you can use in belief magic, and those just get applied. Um, you can spend those at some point in time to make, thing happens, make things happen. So if you want to add faith points to kind of make it so that this, this will be a game changer, you can do that. Well, I he, think that's a good idea. Workshop and in making things. So I think that there would be a, this would be definitely a, a belief thing to do. Okay. Um, so you start with faith points equal to 15 minus age plus soul, so 4 plus 6. Um, you believe you are making something that, that can be a game changer for this. So um, spend three of your fate points, and you can be pretty well assured that it is going to be a game changer. It, it is going to save the day. And what I will do then is, at that point in time, you can reveal your awesome invention and exactly what it was and just show how it saves the day. Okay. Um, can he um, spend energy on this as well? A- energy or fate, I would say one or the other. Okay, I think I'll, I'll stick with the fate on this in this case. So you're going to use three of your fate points um, to enable this to be a game changer, and then D4 plus 3 plus 3. Um, uh, that's going to be a seven. Okay. Now I will say that you can use energy if you really, really want to. Um, you well. Um, give me one second. I'm just reading over the rules from to see this because I think that would be wrong. All right. You can spend one more faith point to let you re-roll a failed die roll if you want to. Okay. Well, quick question. You told me to add in my um to roll a d4 to add in my making things and that sort of stuff, but would one of my attributes also come into this? Yes, your mind. Your D4 plus mind plus your making things. So does that take it up to uh, 10? Yes. Okay. All right. So you have it at a 10. You have it. It has some kind of flaw, but it will definitely save the day when you apply it. Okay. All right. So when that time comes, you know, use it, and then you can reveal it. Um, you know, until then, it's your secret invention. So you go off and, and make a secret invention. Um, Scott, Billy, one of your things, Billy, is you're going to steal some ale, which you do. But what, what else? What, what are you spending the night preparing? How are you preparing for the next day when the fairies come back? All right. Billy. Well, Billy is going to try... To find a nice rock to poke a hole in for himself, okay. too. And um, he's probably going to try to dig around his dad's uh, sculpture shop there. Okay. And try, try to find a nice-sized, like, iron thing that he could use as, like, a short sword type thing. To kind of hit the fairies. Find something that would work perfectly. In fact, as you look at it, it kind of calls to you. Unfortunately, it's right in the sculpture, and you would be ruining your dad's sculpture to pull it out. But it's like Sword in the Stoning you, like that right there. That is my Excalibur. You pull it out? Man, Billy is having a a crisis of conscience right there. He knows his dad's been working a long time on this sculpture, and he doesn't want to ruin it. But, I mean, he's not finished with it yet. Maybe he could just, you know... Repair it. Um, mm, is there anything else that would work almost as well, or is it is oh, this are, just perfect? There are other pieces of iron around, definitely. Mm, well, 
Billy, with how much trouble he's gotten in uh, for calling the cops and all that, isn't going to push his luck that far yet. I think he's going to settle for uh, something a little less Excalibur-esque and uh, take one of the ones in the, the workshop. Okay. You take one of the other pieces of iron, but you definitely have something that, that works as an iron club, iron sword that you can use. You probably find some other pieces you could kind of like wear his armor to. Oh, heck yeah. Billy's all about that. All right. Scott, um, how do you spend the, the night preparing? What do you do? Okay. Uh, I have a plan. So I am going to spend the night on uh, seeing if my gambit can actually work. Uh, I want to head into the woods around the tree uh, where we first, where we saw the body. I want to take my stone with a hole in it and a flashlight, uh-huh. and I want to look for a fairy circle, a circle of stones that would lead to the land below, because I think if I can find where they are, if we can distract them tomorrow, we can, like, poison them in their homes uh, while we're fighting them. And if we escape that fight, we might be able to just beat them that way. Okay, so you're going through that area, trying to find a fairy circle so you can go into the lands below and then and, and hopefully do some kind of sabotage to that. Well, that, I, that I just want to, tonight I want to find the circle to see if, like, I know, I, I can find where they are to see if they actually have a circle around here. So it's all about testing okay. whether or not it'll be possible. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so you, uh, you get back to that area and you look at the bundle of sticks and you see it without its glamour and the body is just laying there, faceless, in the trees. Not on a little more. They, they've come back for it. And seeing this and it horrifying you a bit, you you kind of gasp and reel, but as you drop down to your knees, you your eyes just happen to glance over an area where there is a fairy circle where they all seem to be sleeping inside of it. There are about 25 or 30 of them, oh all God. just sleeping inside this large circle of mushrooms and stones that have been piled up. Like, the mushrooms have grown there, and then stones have been placed there, plinth-like, and, you know, like a very, very mini rough stone henge out of river stones. Right. Okay, awesome. And they are all just laying and sleeping in there. Uh, do they have, like, is are there bowls that they that it looks like they would drink out of? Do they have anything in there? Uh, or is it just them all sleeping in there together? Yes, if you wish to spend two fate points, there are bowls for their food that they have been scooping little bits of gene into. I will absolutely do that. Okay. I am down to seven fate faith points. All right, there are definitely bowls. They have definitely done that. They, you know, they have put bits of gene into the circle where where they are, um, you know, keeping bits of her for later, and they just all civilize, like, scoop it into bowls and then eat from it. The bowls are made of tiny, tiny skulls, like animal skulls. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Truly horrifying. I am going to, uh, like, run back home, and I I probably have, like, a hula hoop in the garage, right? Uh, I want to spend the rest of my night emptying the sand from the hula hoop and okay. use the salt that I have, like a huge portion of the salt that I have, to fill the hula hoop with salt and then tape it shut. Okay. Your parents shop at Costco. I'm just going to give you that. So, yeah, there, there's plenty of stuff in both awesome. that you can get. Awesome. All right. Uh, and... Do do I have the walkie talk? Like we have, does anybody else take a walkie talkie, or do I have to like resolve this through cell phone calls? Yeah, yeah. Guys, uh, so do we? Do we all have walkie talkies? We can all talk to each other. Sure. Yeah, you. Uh, 
uh, it started with something Logan had, and then I walked in on, yeah, we could call each other on cell phones, but walkie-talkies are cooler. So, yes, you all three have walkie-talkies. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, guys, guys, I have a plan. I know where they live. Okay. So, tomorrow, uh, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna expect us to, like, you know, make a deal with them or, or compete with them somehow. Fairies are competitive, and if we challenge them to, like, a game or something, they'll probably agree to it. And if we can distract them while we're doing that, if we sneak iron into their, into their food, we can kill them. We just need to be able to survive the encounter tomorrow to do it and have one of us sneak to their circle. What kind of games do fairies play? Well, fairies are open to all sorts of ridiculous things, but nine pins is uh, is a big one. Um, any any sort of sport or anything? Uh, I'm not I'm not very good at those, but but not either. And that they they're probably really good at those. We got to find something that's not just fighting them that we can do because if if we fight them. Ku Cullen's the only person who ever really fought fairies, and he's like the greatest warrior ever. Billy you, uh, says we could, uh, we could challenge him to rock throwing contest. That could work, but we gotta cheat. We gotta find a way to cheat. I'm, I made this hula hoop full of salt, and, you know, they don't, they don't know that it's full of salt until they try and cross it. And if we set up, like, like areas around the yard where we're safe, we can use that to cheat. How, how would so like a stone throwing contest, like like a horseshoes type thing, and they have to hit a target? Horseshoes. That's a great idea. And and you know what? An idea just came to me, as if whispered into my ear on the wind. Throwing rocks, we could we could get rocks with iron in them. You know, like magnetic. And the fairies won't be able to touch the iron rocks, and we will, and those will work better than the rocks that aren't magnetic. Yeah, I can, I can, we can set up like a magnet, uh, horseshoe target. Like an electromagnet. And, yeah, and we have, uh, we can give them like plastic horseshoes, iron ones. This is, is this a- what you're going to approach the fairies with? Yeah, challenge them to a game of horseshoes. We just, we, we need to, we need to make that stuff. And it's by, by tomorrow they're coming back. We, uh, we Billy can't says, go to school. I'll, I'll help if I can. Well, I know my dad will probably let me home, let me stay home if I tell him I'm working on a really cool project. Billy okay. says, I-, I can skip school and come help. Well, mo- both my parents work during the day, so I guess if I find a way to skip school, then then we could all work on it together. All right, Scott, let's make a very difficult uh, heart roll to see if you manage to skip your way out of school. Okay. I would say an eye for details would help you with this, because you are thinking and planning, and it is important for this. That's true. Okay. And... I am going to spend a faith point to move it up to a D6 category rather than the so to okay. very difficult or yeah yeah so I'm going to very difficult to difficult, to difficult so it's a D8 yeah okay all right so D8 plus two for heart plus two for eye for details it's plus four oh man I rolled a four that's plus four so that's that's eight. Just succeeded. Whew. All right. How do you get out of school? Okay. Um. So I, I've got a question for you. I think I can allow you to dictate to the, this. Do we walk to school? Like, do our parents walk us to school, or are we dropped off? Like, is it far enough away that you need to drive? No, you're you're in you know a fairly trendy neighborhood. There, there's stuff there. Um. You're kind of close to the woods, so you're close to the outskirts. So, you know, walk, walking to school is 
probably a doable thing for you three. Um, I like the flavor of that more. So if you want it, walk into schools, absolutely fine. Okay, so I, um, I walk most of the way to school. Um, like I get to just about outside the school, and I like uh, duck into a store. I like because I think I think a parent would walk us to school. Like that makes sense okay. to me. Uh, so at eleven or ten, I don't. We'd probably be able to walk on our own. Uh, yeah, but also the world is full of horrifying human beings. I don't know. Scott's parents are helicopter parents. So, that's pretty. I think it's a single parent household. So I tell my dad that, uh, but before before we get to the school, like a block before we get to school, I I gotta I gotta use the bathroom. Um, and uh, the the bathrooms the bathrooms at school uh they're they're not working great right now like. Um, can, can I use the bathroom in the, in the 7-Eleven on the way there? Uh, I understand. You're getting old enough. You don't want to see your old man walking to school with you. You don't want all the other kids to see me with you. That, that's fine. You can walk the rest of the way. Go, go ahead and use the bathroom. Dad, you're being so cool about this. <laughs> I understand it's been rough for you lately. Just, just no more of these weird acting out sort of things. I, I have to get to work now, so you... You just make sure you make it into school, okay? All right. Have a great day, Dad. Be careful. He kind of walks off with a little bit of pride that his son's kind of grown up a little bit. <laughs> and I duck into the Seven Eleven for a minute, and I wait, and then I bolt out back home. All right. You get back. Um, you. What, what exactly is it you're building? What do you you know? What what, what is your guy's final plan that you're making? Okay. Uh, what we're going to probably do is a um, a horseshoes target that is an electromagnet, but it's going to have a metal sheath over the top so it hides the wiring from view. Okay. And, uh, it will be probably powered by an by either by an extension cord to the house and a battery backup that's going to be buried underground and surrounded with. Uh, bags of rock salt or something. Okay. I will give you three rolls to make that happen. The first will be an average roll to build average plus a mine to build the electromagnet component of it, which you could just plug in. So go ahead and give me that, Logan. Okay. Average? Yep. Plus mind, you said? Plus mind. Okay. So I spend a lot of time making things. That's the, I'll give you the plus three for that. Okay. Okay. That's going to be ten. Does the likes to read about science and sci-fi, does that apply as well? or Not to this, no, because you know, you're already good at making things. Electromagnets are a pretty common thing for a ten-year-old at this age, you know. So, yeah. So, ten, you managed to make it. Um, it. It is kind of futzy, which is why you say, hey, we need to make a battery backup. Um, but you can't just make a battery backup. You have to have one, and you don't currently have anything that would function for it. Hey, Billy, you're good at getting things. Do you want to attempt to try to go steal one and find one from somewhere? <laughs> steal one oh, from a car. Abso- <laughs> absolutely. This sounds like the uh, the perfect kind of mischief for Billy. So. All right. Where would you know that would have one? Hmm. You could take one out of the riding lawnmower. Yeah, I guess that might not be a, a bad idea. I mean, your dad's got tools. So I could probably borrow one and. My dad try to says take your dad doesn't a need lawnmower. a riding lawnmower anyway. He says its lawn's not big enough, and he's showing off. <laughs> <laughs> Billy just kind of kind of looks at him, and scrunches up his nose. That's just uh, what he says. <laughs> uh, all right, so Billy takes the tools and goes to the uh, the riding lawnmower and uh, sets to work. Then, all right, give me a uh, difficult plus mind to to get it out of there. All right, difficult and plus mind. I'll, I'll allow mischievous. You're you're you know you're fine with that. But I'm also yeah, going to apply. You tend to act impulsively, so so because I because I know what I want if there's a uh, consequence. <sighs> 
Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. So impulsively disassembling a uh, riding lawnmower. All right. Yep. Come on, lucky numbers. Oh no. All right. So that oh. is a two plus. I guess only plus three for my mind. Mischievous and the minus one penalty. So that's only a five. Uh oh. All right. You. Wait, you hang on. Points. Can I spend yeah. one faith point to reroll real quick? Yes, absolutely. You may. All right, all right. Just before this happens, come on. All right, that's much better. That is an eleven. Excellent. Okay. You manage to get it out. The very first time you you kind of try to yank it out of there, it spills battery acid just right out onto the floor down near your your feet. Oh. Next time you're a little more gentle, and you manage to get that out of there without any issues. All right, Billy brings it back, and he says, uh, no sweat, guys, I got it. All right, so how are you going to wire this up as a battery backup? You're just going to hook it into the circuit so that it, it charges and it's, it's set up there? Well, I'll probably have it hooked up so that it's, you know, receiving a charge from the uh, the house current, but have sufficient, uh, so that, but if the house current fails, it would basically take over the circuit. All right. I, I will allow that. Um, you, you just, you know enough about this to do it. Now, Scott. How do you make it so that the fairies don't know you're cheating? Okay. I mean, uh, what the first thing that you do that we got to do is bury these wires underground. Um, so we got to pick a patch of lawn or earth that's, you know, bare earth. Uh, I don't know if one of us has like an old sandbox, but that would be a perfect place to set it up. Sure. Why not? Um, we can put we can put the extension cord in a hose and fill the hose with salt, so they can't see inside of it. Ah, uh, that's that's that would work, I think. All right. Um, okay. I I think uh, the more critical thing that I like, and also, uh, I I, I want to. I think we should bury the hula hoop at a certain point in the yard, so if shit hits the fan and everything goes wrong like we don't have to climb to the treehouse to get behind a salt barrier we have one that we know about in the yard that they don't know about excellent that happens you you bury it um you you have your hula hoop safe spot you know there's going to be some turned up earth there um but you know you can't really easily avoid that okay all right guys the the last step is i'm going to make a poison for the fairies. Are there... What? How are you making the poison? Well, it's not going to be pretty. We're going to need to use... We're going to need to use, uh, like, iron dust. So I don't know if in the workshop you have, like, any sort of powdered iron that maybe happened when your dad was cutting stuff. But we need... We need iron dust... And you can make powdered iron pretty easily. Just just scrape it off. Yes, but it would be a lot faster if there was already some made. Billy Dude, says, I'm, I'm sure I can grab some real quick. Maybe, maybe you could volunteer to clean your dad's uh, clean your dad's workshop, and maybe that'll make him all happy, too. Like, mm. clean up all the iron filings. Oh, he has a shop vac, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's got a vacuum. Well, I've got some magnets. We can just... We, we can use electromagnet and just like separate the iron filings from his, from the stuff in the shop back. You well, uh, says, "Come on, let's go do it." You definitely managed to get some iron filings, so you have iron filings that you can use. Cool. Um, and now for the rough right. part, it's gonna to hide it. We've gotta we've gotta put it in blood. Ooh. So who's volunteering? In in blood. Billy says, "Blood already has iron in it, and they they eat people. So if if we put it in their stuff, then you know they won't notice it while they're eating, and by the time they figure it out, it'll be too late." 
Logan's gonna grab a first aid kit. Is it they killed Gene? And he's just gonna walk into the kitchen and grab the first aid kit. Okay. You've got a first aid kit. Alright, and he's probably got like a, a bowl or a cup or something to collect it. And I'm sure he's probably got like an exacto knife or something like that that's really sharp. Okay. So he's going to like we should like I'll I'll fill some up and then you, know, you guys can do some too. Yeah, we should all contribute. Billy says for Gene and uh kinda cuts his hand and trips yeah, some into the bowl. They all they all Your put hand. their hands in the middle. They all put their hands in the middle and uh like they each have like a knife or something, and I think they cut them at the they cut themselves at the same time. We shouldn't cut our hands yeah. because we need to throw things. You're right. You you cut your you cut yourselves on your arms. And blood drips into the bowl. You add the iron to it, and you have a very symbolic and very scientifically accurate, which you know symbolism is, is important in this. Very poison that Scott, you are sure will work. I, I, time approaches. You guys have been doing a lot to get this stuff done. You've been building things. You made an electromagnet. You stole a battery. You you've got the ale with you. You have gotten it all set up, and you can start to feel just that the time's approaching. You've got maybe like ten more minutes before they show up. What are your last actions? We need to decide what the deal is. What's the deal going to be? Yeah, we need to decide what we're going to wager when when we make them play the game. Billy, s- we, Billy we says, the- well, what do they want? Well, they, they want us. They want us. Well, if we're betting our lives, we should be able to get something pretty good out of it, right? They, they leave the rest of Gene alone, and they leave town for a long, long time. Can they... Can they bring Gene back? I Ooh. I don't know, but we'd probably need to offer them a lot more if they can. Is there anything else that they really like? Well, I mean, there's the land above. What is that? So, way, way back, way back when we first settled you know, Ireland and Scotland and all that. Uh, the, the Fomori, the Unseely Court and the Seely Court were, were at war with each other. And the, the Seely couldn't beat the Unseely. Um, and then humans showed up and we fought alongside with the Seely and we, we defeated them. And so we divided up the earth and humans would take the land above and fairies would take the land below. And, and that's that's how it was. So, you know, as humans, we we own the land above. But that's a big I think, bet. I think that's too much to bet. That's the only thing that would bring Gene back, though. Maybe if we just bet the town. The town? That could work. That They may be willing to go for that, and you have some claim being children of this land. You you are the sons and daughters of this town, so so you, you might be able to, to offer that to them in exchange if they win. Billy says if they get us, the town's pretty much gone anyway. That's true. How long have they been the, here? The wind picks up. The wind just begins to just blow over you and nearly knock you over as the storm clouds kind of roll in. Um, do you all have your stones? I'm, I'm bringing out my secret item. Okay. What's your secret item? I, I spent some time making, uh, not exactly goggles, but like um, basically like eyewear out of some cut geodes so that we okay. can faces like glasses or goggles. All right, you uh, you have a set for yourself that, as you look through these with the geodes, you don't just see them, but you kind of see other forces at work around and behind them, and, and you are going to get, because of this, uh, plus one to all of your roles in this next scene. All right, 
Um, Billy, you have your iron short sword, and you said you made a little uh, uh, seeing thing out of iron as well, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Billy uh, made a, a little seeing thing out, out of one of the rocks he found, and he's oh, going to stare through it to get his first glimpse of a fairy. Seeing through this, you see through the glamour, through through your iron one, Billy, you see through the glamour even more. You see everything that is going on with them. They're not just these little sprite-like things. They are much, much worse than they appear. They are definitely vicious and angry little creatures who just seem to be full of malice. Um, Billy, uh, Billy grips his iron sword tight in his hands and holds it up to, uh, to defend himself. Alright. Um, I'm going to add, I probably would have a pocket full of iron shavings or, or salt or something like that. Okay. You, you came to this prepared. Okay. Alright, so I guess, uh, as they swarm around too, Billy's gonna pull out the, uh, the, the ale that he took last night and set it down, kinda back away from it. They all descend upon that and just start taking it back, you know, just drinking back from it. Um, one stops in front and looks... It's the one with the little red stone that's tied on by a wisp of what looks like red string, but from this distance is definitely red hair. Um, and just smiles and kind of looks and says, I am glad that you have kept your promises. It would not have been good for you if you didn't. It is now the appointed day and time, and we have come back for you. Dan, uh, Logan, give me a difficult um, soul roll. And you can add in that you like to read about science and sci-fi and add in the plus one from the goggles. Okay. That's 11. Okay. As you're looking at this one, you start to hear voices inside of your head, and they're telling you things about this one is the queen. This one is their leader. This one likes honey. Just things as you look at her, you are actually seeing and hearing more about who they are. You know, you're not just seeing through the glamour. You're getting little bits of information told to you from someplace else. Okay. So you can see that this one is the queen and she likes bits of honey on a honeycomb. Honeycomb? Yes. Okay. What are you willing to give up your lives now so that we may leave? All you have to do is let us eat you. We'll make it slow. We'll cloud over your mind so that you don't feel pain. We'll make you experience the greatest fantasies that you could never imagine. Well, that's, that's not a fair exchange. You don't have the right to us yet. Oh, and why not? You disturbed us. You disturbed our eating of our one meal that we get every hundred years. You violated the bargain. Not the bargain we had from a hundred years ago. You you could probably kill us, that's true. You'd have to attack us though, and that might mean war. If you wanna mm. if you wanna win us, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to beat us in a contest. Logan, as you're looking at this one, you see through your goggles, this one likes contests. This one has never lost a contest. This one always finds a way to win, no matter what. As she continues talking to Scott, I like contests. I would be willing to wager something. What would you offer in exchange for your lives? Well, it's not in exchange just for our lives. It's, it's an exchange for, for Jean's life too. You have to bring her back if we win. She kind of cocks her head and turns and thinks, I may be able to do this, but that would be worth much more than your lives. So if you win this contest, you would, I would bring Jean back and leave the four of you alone. And if you lose, if we lose, 
you you get our town you get the land above no 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 that's not going to be enough they have to leave for a long time if they're going to get the town Hmm. you can see her thinking and she looks around and and seems to know almost exactly what's going on, like looks at the device and kind of goes, okay, and thinks she has a way to sabotage it. I would be willing to do that if, if we leave. We would, we would leave if you win. What contest did you have in mind? A classic game. Horseshoes. Very well. There are three of you. I and two of my... My best shall challenge you in horseshoes. All right. So when I got the inkling that she thought she knew how to um, sabotage it, do I have any idea how she thought she was going to? Give me a very difficult plus plus your soul, plus your likes to read about science and sci-fi, and... um, the plus one from the goggles, and and look at her and see if you can try to glean her thoughts on that. Okay. Um, can I spend energy, or is it belief to up the die? You can spend energy to, to up the die, so go from uh, very difficult to difficult. Okay, how much does that take? D6 to D8, and that's two energy. Two energy. Okay, I will spend the two energy. Okay. Give me down to eight. Oh, let's see here. So that's going to be... Three plus soul, you said? Plus soul, plus likes to read about science and sci-fi, plus one from the goggles. Okay, so that's going to be six. Okay. Do you want to spend a faith point to let you re-roll? Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right, so that time I rolled eight, so that's 13. All right you can tell that she can see that it's electromagnetic and she can see that it's going over to the house and she knows that if she sends some of her people to pull that plug, then then you won't have your advantage. Okay, so she, as far as I can tell, she doesn't notice the battery itself. As far as you can tell, she does not notice the battery buried in rock salt, no, in, in the sand. So, I am willing to make this wager. Three of mine versus you three in a game of horseshoes. Of course, we can't touch the iron ones, so I assume you have a substitute for us. Yeah, we have... Yes, we have plastic ones. Gives a kind of knowing smile and says, that will work. So, I want to clarify the conditions. Yes. So, it's three versus three in a game of horseshoes. If we win, you can give us back Jean in in good condition in the way that she was before you touched her. Yes. We will pull strings and make it happen. And you will also leave this town alone? For another hundred years, as was our previous deal. Okay. And no matter the result, um, after, just to show that both sides are good sports, we will on the upcoming Saturday before the prizes are given, we will have a small celebration with some, with a small feast, perhaps if we can get some, some more ale and honeycombs and fruit and other, other good things. Oh, great. Yeah. Billy kind of um, stares at him in, uh, in disbelief. Until you said honeycombs, her face was just contorting, and then she said, Yes, yes, I would like that. Before we, before we make the deal to cement it, we will sit down to a small celebration if you provide the honeycomb and other food and feasts. And, and the whole um, we won't feel any pain thing is still going to be good if we lose, right? And yes, if, if, if you lose, and she kind of smirks, you will feel no pain. Okay. All right. Are you all agreed? I think I'm good. Billy's kind of lost about the the feast thing because he's not too quick on the uptake, but he 
he nods his head. He he's never been beaten in in horseshoes by any of the other neighborhood kids, and he's not going to get beaten by these fairies. It's a Scott, deal. You've very got well. Let us begin. And they, three of them, flit over to stand next to you. Um, the queen kind of stands next to Scott. A uh, large, bulky, kind of much more muscular one stands next to Billy, but shies away from the iron. And a smaller, kind of scrawnier one stands next to Logan. Um, you know, definitely kind of matching up to you in in terms of who you are and, and what you portray. Um, or the game of horseshoes. The fairy queen lets you go first, Scott. Go ahead and roll me a uh, very difficult plus your um, plus your flesh. Okay. <laughs> I am going to spend a faith point to move that just to difficult. Okay. The energy or oh, energy lets you up it, right? Right. Not faith. faith well, no, you faith can spend you do it too. Up it as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And so, or have. Uh, let me establish a meta thing. Are we not using the magnet yet? Is this just the first round? Uh, you, you'll you'll see how it comes into play. Yes. Okay. Cool. I am gonna roll, and I roll a four, and plus my flesh, that is a five, which is not a success. So it's not a good throw. All right. The uh... Horseshoe flies through the air, rings immediately around the metal, and settles at the bottom of the thing. A successful throw. Wow. The fairy queen goes, very good. Very, very good. Let us see how I do with this less weighty one. And (laughs) she flings it it flies, it nearly misses, but with a incredibly controlled throw, it hits just the top and falls to the bottom. The score is one to one. Billy, your turn. Alright, well, Billy loosens up his arm and gets ready for his special horseshoe throw. Alright. So, very difficult, plus uh, flesh, and you like to throw rocks, so of course. Ooh, all right. Well, I think uh, I think I'm gonna pull out all the stops here too, and also use a a faith point to to lower it to difficult. Okay. Um, so that's a D8, and come on, lucky rock throwing arm. All right. So that is a five plus two plus three. Ooh, so that is a ten. Okay. You manage to fling it. It hits the um, it hits the metal pole, but starts. It doesn't actually wrap all the way around it. It just the magnetics just hold it kind of there instead of it going. They kind of actually messed it up. But it's oh, it's no. a point, but not as much of a point as right around. Oh no! Billy kind of throws up his hands. It's still a good point, just not as good as, and he just wings at this small, bulky fairy, and it just throws and it bends the metal a little bit. Not as good as that one. Billy just kind of stares at him, mouth agape, as he watches this tiny little hulky fairy bend the the metal. He doesn't even know what to say. <laughs> Logan. You notice, kind of looking out of the corner of your eye, a couple of the fairies are slipping around and unplugging the um, the, the the cord uh, while, while this is going on, while everybody's watching Billy and this bulky fairy go. The one next to you goes, I guess it's, I guess it's my turn, unless you want to go first. Uh, go ahead, after you. Oh, okay, okay. And he kind of has trouble lifting it, but he kind of spins around, spins around, spins around, and flings it and makes it 
almost a success. He hits the side of it just like Billy had, and it, it sits there right next to it. So the score is currently two direct hits to one direct hit, or uh, the score is currently one direct hit, one miss, and one direct hit, one miss. Um, you you need to get a direct hit in order to tie. Okay. All right. So... You can see through your thing that there is still a little bit of electricity going through the electromagnet from the battery. Just a little bit. Okay. But it's not going to be as strong as it was before. Not nearly as strong, but but there's still a little bit there. They did not find that. All right. This is, again, a very difficult, you said? Uh, this is very difficult, plus flesh. Um... You like to read about rocks and bugs. Um, rocks doesn't really help. I'll give you a plus one for that, and then you get the plus one for your uh, for your goggles. Okay. So I got a plus two, then plus flesh, right? Plus two, plus flesh. So plus three total, plus a d6 for very difficult. Right, and I need... Um uh, a full success at 11 to get it. So you could spend two points of energy or one fake point. I'm going to spend two points of energy again. Okay. So that takes it up to a difficult D8. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, uh, roll it. Eight. That's 11. 11. What, how does this happen? What, what, what makes you succeed? I'm going to say he actually made a good throw. It wasn't the magnet, it wasn't the special goggle, it was just, I made a good throw. Yep, just, he just happened to make a really good throw. It, it rattles around, and the score is now tied with two complete successes by the fairy and Scott, a complete success and a near hit by uh, Billy and the bulky one, and then a near hit and a complete success by Logan and the, the scrawny one. The fairy queen says, let us have a tiebreaker round. You and I for this one. And to Scott. Okay. To me. But you're you're the queen. I I'm not I'm not nearly the best thrower, and clearly you're the best thrower. Shouldn't it be the best thrower versus the best thrower? That would be the most so exciting. You wish to seat it over to your friend, and she points to Billy. Seeming to know full well that he's likely the best thrower amongst you. I don't know, guys. It's up to you. I'll I'll throw if you want me to throw. Billy says, I, I ain't scared of no queen. Very well, then. Let's see how this works. <laughs> and she takes and throws. And it is a near hit. It hits... And falls to the ground. Oof. You could succeed. Go ahead and try. Uh, Billy kind of glares at the queen for a second and loosens up his throwing arm and grabs his horseshoe and he's getting ready. Uh, he takes a deep breath. Plus flesh plus I like to throw rocks. Fresh plus rocks. All right. Um... I'm definitely going to spend a faith point on this one. Uh, was it still very difficult for this? That takes it up to difficult, so D8 plus, uh, plus 5. Alright. Come on, rock throwing. Oh, dang it. Alright, so that is a 5 plus 5, so for another 10. That is that is a near success if we just had a, a little bit more. Ugh. Uh... Hold on one second. Dan, roll me a uh, roll me a very difficult plus soul. Tell me what you get. Very difficult plus soul. Does any of my things apply to this or spending a lot of time making things? Okay. And the plus one from the uh, plus one from the goggles. Okay. Eight. Eight total or eight? Uh, eight total. Eight total. Eight right? Yes. Okay. So that's a D8 plus... Oh, a D8. I thought it was a yes. D6. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so now it's a setup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong, and it was a d6 the first time. We're going with your eight. You barely succeed. The magnet has just enough left in it before it fails out. You built it just well enough. That battery backup was the only thing that saved this. And as it flies through, you can see it just at the very end turn because of that magnetic with your glasses, and it just the tiniest bit is around the horseshoe, making it a success. The fairies just, their jaws drop. The queen, you can see through her eyes, going, what? But we, we unplugged their device. We had greater skill. Like, all these thoughts are going through her head, and she is just seething with anger. Billy is jumping up and down in excitement. We did it! We did, we it. did it! We did it, yes! guys! I, Billy, wait, wait. We're going to be... We, we, need to, we should celebrate, yes, but we'll celebrate on Saturday. That's true. Uh, very well. We shall travel to the lands of the dead and bring your friend back. We will reconstitute her completely, but but we expect the honeycomb and ale and other goods you have brought us, you have promised us, and then we will we will leave your town for another hundred years. We appreciate your honesty, Queen. It's matched only by your beauty. <laughs> and they fly off sharp teeth gnashing. Saturday comes. Um, it's, you it's, get before Saturday. It was what Wednesday, right? Yes. When we did the game. So we've got time to uh, sell some of my rock collection for money to buy beast items. Yeah. Not only that, we got to deal out. We got to deal with the fallout of uh, you know me playing hooky. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> well, we, we are nearing the end of the time that, that I have allotted for this. So yeah. So Saturday, <laughs> okay. Saturday arrives if, if you're good with that. And, yeah. uh, you manage to, to get together all the feast items. Your parents are very disappointed in you, but Jean has not shown up at school and people think there's something going on there. Um, so, so they're kind of attributing your, your three's odd behavior to Gene not showing up. In fact, the police even come and go, your friend that you reported dead is now missing. What do you know about it? But they, you know, that there's, they can't get anything out of you. They don't know what's going on. You know, um, you, you guys obviously didn't do anything. And I'm assuming none of you would have told them about the fairies. Now that you, you've got the situation resolved. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so Saturday arrives. Um, Scott, were you still going to try to poison their food? Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> hundred them going away All for a right. hundred years is not nearly as good as them going away forever. So you arrive at the feast on Saturday. It occurs in your treehouse. I'm, I'm. Assuming, uh, th- do you have any defenses in your treehouse? Do you keep like a salt circle around just in case? Oh yeah. Oh, definitely now. All right. Things go off fairly well. Uh, they fairly. all come parading back with the soul of Jean in between them, and they gather together rocks and earth and sticks and build for her a a wood changeling body that works nearly as well as her old one, and nobody can tell the difference, and they give her soul into it, so that she will lead mostly a normal life, just sprouting every so often, um, un- until the day of her death. When, when she is buried, a tree will grow out of her grave. The feast goes off well, and while many of the fairies, especially the queen, are mad and angry at you, that it is easy to tell the malice on their faces they descend upon the food and ale that you have brought because they have all got their vices and are all incredibly hungry. The queen just devours the honeycomb, which... How much of this have you laced with, with iron poison blood? Um, I think we probably would have, over those, those few days, collected a little bit of blood each day and more iron filings. 
And we might have, we could have even possibly offered them up just a taste, enough blood for each of them to taste just as a consolation prize. I don't know. Do you want to just lace the food or? Yeah. You, you know what? We'll Scott, make it part of, uh, who's a good liar? Cause I'm not a good liar. Billy. <laughs> yeah. Billy's <laughs> a little bit mischievous. So, uh, Billy so can be the face man. That's it's basically no like before the thing, it'll be like, you just have to say, you know, something like, Offered as a consolation prize, you know, we we offer you our blood to freely cement given. the bargain or something. Yeah, freely given. And you just you, okay. So you, Billy, you gotta Billy lie will, real will do good. that. All right. After they come filtering in, Billy will give a, a little bit of speech. You know, trying his best to muster uh, his ten-year-old ruffian eloquence and uh freely given freely taken you should try some of our blood basically where you you manage to uh to rufio that stuff up and manage to to convince them they seem very placated by that and are like "We'll, we'll we'll do this fairies like blood there we go and in about two minutes they start to feel it and one by one Fairies just start falling over until at the very last, the queen just just looks and sees exactly what has gone, gone on as she holds that honeycomb that is her weakness and just looks at you with almost a look of congratulations. This rarely happens as she falls over dead. You are in your treehouse with about 30 dead fairies. Congratulations. I think that was the best this could have gone. <laughs> oh, and our change our changeling friend now. Don't you forget now, her. yeah, you now have a, a changeling female friend who goes, "What is happening?" but but is back alive. <laughs> Man, we're going to skip so much more school. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I, I will call it an end there. Do, do you have any prologue you want to add on to your characters about what happens to them for the rest of their lives? I, I have one. Uh, so one thing Logan's going to do is, you know, schools generally do like a time capsule thing. So he's going to get a project together for um, people to do a, a time capsule for children in the town. And each child gets <laughs> to do this. And so the three of us are going to put in information about this, and it'll be labeled to go to specific types of people. So we'll we'll be try to do what we can to make sure that fairies return in a hundred years. That some kids like us will have some information ahead of time. So if there's a loophole where these fairies who are dead can't do it, but their siblings come back in a hundred years to do it for the deal, there's some information. Exactly. Nice. Billy, anything that happens to Billy for the rest of his life? Well, I like to think that at some point after all of this, Billy learned some type of moral lesson, and uh, maybe not till high school or something, but eventually decided to stop cutting class and uh, stay in school, because that's important, kids who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere along the lines, Billy realizes you can't just cut school to solve all of your problems by stealing one more batteries. <laughs> and Scott? Uh, Scott continues to draw, and he actually turns these adventures into, into a comic book. Um, except the main character is not him and his three friends he's going to keep that secret in case fairies should ever come looking for vengeance the main character is a red-haired girl who's got a body made of uh made of uh, trees and leaves and uh she she uh is a changeling who fights fairies for for good who is the last member of the Seely court and when he grows up, uh, he turns this into a web comic and actually becomes pretty popular. And you know what? Since, uh, Logan didn't say anything about it, I'll say that, uh, Scott, 
uh, managed to uh, get closer to to Jean with uh, with this. They they bonded over it. It turns they were both really into uh, fairy stories and whatnot. And since this happened to both of them, uh, she felt like she could only confide in these three. And they all grew really close and together. Knowledgeable. Yes. <laughs> but, but Scott was the one who ended up with her in the end. Of course, that's how it's supposed to happen. That's how it's supposed to happen. <laughs> that's the best end you can have to a fairy tale. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. All right, well, All right, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank awesome. you so much, John. Yeah, this was, was great. Fun. Um, and, uh, since you guys are all here, uh, if you have any plugs for any projects that you do, uh, let's just say I'm here for the show. I don't have any right now. I, uh, just finished, uh, just got my copy of Unframed, uh, The Art of Improvisation for Game Masters, which I have an article in, so go out and check that out on Engine Publishing. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I mean, this this game was one of the winners of the uh, contest that Top Secret Games just ran. You can check us out at topsecretgames.net and soon enough, topsecretgames.com. Um, this will be part of a tabletop anthology that we're hoping to push out uh, next year. So uh, stay tuned for that and keep checking the site for updates. All right. That's awesome. And one-shot listeners, you can find links to all of these people's work in the show notes. And thanks again so much for running, John, and thanks, guys, for playing with us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, that's it for this week, heroes. A big thanks to John Arcadian for running for us and James Mason for joining us. If you want to check out more of their work, you can head over to Gnome Stew to check out John Arcadian's work and topsecretgames.com to see James Mason's site. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone who contributed to the two-page tabletop contest at Top Secret Games. It was an exhilarating experience reading new ideas. I really nerd out on that stuff. Be sure to join us next week because it is going to be OneShot's one-year anniversary. That's right, come August 14th, OneShot will have been on the air for a full year. To celebrate, we brought back our original cast of Cap Murphy, John Patrick Cohen, Zach Mast, and Patrick O'Rourke. I can't wait till you guys hear what we cooked up for you. It is probably one of our best episodes. One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. That music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. A castle in the rain.